Welcome back to Work Woman. I've missed you. Like, I've really missed you. I I feel like I get to connect with you, whether you're watching this on YouTube, if you're in the car, if you're on a run. And I know that these moments, as I have met more and more of you who listen or watch this podcast, are like really special learning moments. They're pivotal moments. You choose to listen or watch this because you're trying to push yourself and you're trying to go to this next level. And I first off just want to say thank you for that. But also, you know, I feel like we're connected in this moment. I feel like um, I create this podcast in order to provide resources for people who have been in similar situations to me and are looking to fast track. It's one of the reasons I was so attracted to Elena Cardone initially this idea of being able to fast track people to success. Like nobody should have to do it in the same amount of time if they can actually study mentors. And so when I think about this fast tracking, I am gonna go into a little bit of a sensitive topic today, which is how do you gracefully lose friends? And I'm not trying to fast track your ability to lose your friends, but I do want to confront the reality that is if you are all in on your growth, if you are all in on making yourself successful and figuring out what that's going to take, it is inevitable that you are going to lose friends. And there's kind of two ways that that's gonna happen. Either you're going to identify, hey, these people no longer fit with where I'm going. Then there's gonna be the other case where you still identify that somebody is a fit and they're gonna move forward with you in in this future that you have, uh, but they choose not to continue to move forward with you. And so I wanna dive into both scenarios. I have experienced both scenarios. One is not necessarily more painful than the other, but the biggest piece of this is You are choosing yourself. You are choosing your success. You are making success your duty, your commitment, your responsibility. The first time I heard Grant say that, and and when you actually look at his plane where it says, success is my duty, just like it changed my mindset. There's so many things that I've learned from him and from Elena that have changed my mindset, but that specifically, like it is my duty, it is my responsibility to be successful because that is actually one of the least selfish decisions that I can make. But when it comes to friends, it feels very selfish when you're now focused on you, when you're focused on figuring out how you're gonna add value. And I've certainly navigated this. I've watched people around me navigate this. I've helped people navigate this. And I think that I can provide a lot of context around this topic. Uh, But first, I wanna start with what is a friend? There are a lot of definitions about a friend uh, if you look it up, and I will share with you my favorite definition. Uh, But before we just dive into you should get rid of these people and you should get rid of those people and these people might not wanna be with you, you really have to have crystallized in your head like what purpose in your life do your friends serve? Do they serve the purpose of being able just to vent and to tell everything that you can't tell maybe your significant other or your family members or your coworkers as just that person that can support you? Are they a crutch in that way? Um, or are they, is that a positive thing for you? For me personally, that's never been a positive relationship with a friendship because if I'm just being negative to that person and I just think, oh, I can vent to this person, it's actually a weakness of me that I can't figure out how to handle the situations that are encompassing in my other areas of life a a negative spot and be able to handle it individually. Me just like throwing up all over somebody else is actually not a good thing. Took me a while to learn that. Um, But 
are friends for you, people that you can go out and do social things with and, and you have some sort of desire for companionship and I used to really like romanticize this idea of friends like, oh, we could just go grab a coffee or somebody that I could go shop with. Uh, I used to really romanticize this. It wasn't, it wasn't, I mean, they definitely, shopping and, and coffee were, were pieces, but it was also like on a weekend, somebody that you go out to dinner with and you can have fun with. That's what I used to think like a purpose of friends or a big one for me with 4th of July having just passed a couple weeks ago. Friends were people that I could invite over to a 4th of July party or you could have out on a boat with you. And I remember very early on in my relationship with Brandon, I was always nervous that we wouldn't be able to make friends circa a long time ago uh, because people wouldn't be okay with our relationship. I don't know, I had all this crap in my head about that. Uh, and I always thought, what if it's just the two of us for the rest of our lives because we never able to make friends while we're hanging out on a boat. That was like a real thing that I like fantasized, the opposite of fantasize, had nightmares about. Uh, so that's also an option for friendship. My definition of friendship, it's really not my definition, it's the dictionary's definition, but there are a handful of them. One definition, this is not my definition, um, a person who is not an enemy or who is on the same side. I That is fairly uh, in line with mine, more so the, the last side, a person who is on the same side, but the most, uh, the most in alignment definition out of the six that are here is a person who acts as a supporter. I think of a friend as somebody who acts as a supporter. So all of a sudden, a friend isn't just somebody that I can vent to. A friend isn't somebody that I can just go hang out with. It's somebody who acts as a supporter of me, of my life choices, of where I'm going, of the things that are influencing me in my life. Like a, a friend to me is somebody who supports me. A few years ago when I looked at the friends around me, uh, there was not a lot of people who supported where I wanted to be. There were a lot of people who supported me where I was at currently and everything was good if we continued to do the same things as we had always done. But if I was gonna go do something different, I'll never forget I was gonna create this blog called He's 25 Years Older, which I did. And I told a group of friends, and I've had a variety of groups of friends my whole life, whether that be high school or college or work friends or just friends that I've met throughout the course of living on this planet. Uh, but I remember telling a specific group and I almost felt like ashamed after telling them my goals. And I walked away from that experience thinking, I will never feel this way and think of these people as friends because friends are eager and excited to support the decisions that you are making. Uh, but you have to figure out what those boundaries look like. And so I wanna talk specifically now about these two separate groups. So we know what a friend is. A friend is somebody who supports. And I would challenge you before we just go into how you start like splicing up your life, <laughs> I would challenge you to like, is that your definition of a friend? Is a definition for you somebody who supports you? Because now all of a sudden I'm going to apply this filter of a friend and somebody who supports me to my friends. Um, when I made the decision to go all in with 10X to go all in on myself, 
My only friend at that point I had never met before, which was Elena. I spent more time on YouTube with Elena than any of my quote unquote friends because I knew that she supported where I wanted to go because she was that. Now, I do think that there are other options for people. If I would have known, I would have joined like a 10X ladies call that she does or, or figured out how to get into a community where there are other people who could support me. But I had to make a really fine, like crystallized decision to cut out just about everything in my life to go all in in somebody who supported because I needed that support in order to make this change. I'm, I was not a strong enough person to just be like, I can just do this on my own and it doesn't matter what anybody is around me or I can keep these bad influences and still be resolute in my path. Like I had to remove stuff. Um, but then I had this choice to make with the people in my life. Am I going to keep, who am I going to keep as somebody who supports me? And they make that choice in some scenarios. Uh, and who is not going to choose me. So let's start with how you choose which friends you are going to keep when it comes to how you make this decision. The first thing that you have to be crystal clear on is what your goals are because the big picture, this vision of yourself has to be so crystal clear for you to put yourself in that space of that future person when you're having to handle these hard decisions. One of the first things I did was make this vision board. I was at my house over this last weekend and I showed a handful of people this vision board because today I am closer than ever to being the person that I dreamt about on this board. Back then, these things were foreign, far off concepts. I had no path. I felt like an imposter when I put all of these images of these really strong women with these massive areas of success that they had achieved and these like very specific icons that I used on this vision board. But that has to be so clear in order for you to make these hard decisions for which friends fit into where you're going there and which ones do not. Once you've made the decision like, hey, I know this person is not going to be a positive influence in my life and I know that I can't just continue to hang out with them. My mom taught me this at a very young age and she actually taught me this about boyfriends and significant others, but it applies to friends. The best breakup is a breakup that takes place over time. There does not need to be some big dramatic conversation where you sit down with your friend and you say, I know you won't support me in this next chapter and I need to take some space in this process because it's going to be important for me and I still love you, but I, I have to have some space. Do not have that conversation. More dramatic people want to have a conversation like that. I used to be dramatic like in high school, so I would like have these really big breakups with my boyfriends just to do it like over and over again. Uh, but if you're, if you tend to want to do something like that, I would recommend that you really assess why you feel the need to make this big conversation or this massive change when it comes to a relationship. If instead you can just apply space, just space. It might come to a head at some point there, you know, depending on how confrontational both parties are and uh, how strong the relationship is, there likely is a conversation. However, I have managed to distance myself from a significant amount of relationships and I've also watched other people do this around me with this idea of space. And it's amazing as you give people space, how it allows it not to feel as emotional when you do make that kind of more 
when you do have that more clear moment that there is a lot of space between the two of you and the harsh words and the drama and the emotion just gets not removed but it, it really does get lessened and so my first recommendation really is like allow there to be space my mom one time told me that when she broke up with this guy it took like six months to like really make it official official that it's that it was over but in that six months time frame it wasn't this big blowout and they were able to maintain a friendship afterwards because it wasn't that like negative words and this big fight and tears and crying and all of that stuff uh, so I highly recommend that second thing while you're making space you're not doing this to punish somebody you're doing this to focus on yourself and in all likelihood to be honest where it's like that whole it's not you it's me as uh, excuse well in, in actuality it is you like it really is it is not them it is you they do not need to change. They are doing what they need to do. You do not need to force them to change. That is not your responsibility. Your responsibility is you. And you are the one that cannot handle them in the space that you are in. So knowing that you're supposed to focus on you, don't just, if you're gonna remove something, don't just add something that's equally as negative. For me, what this looked like for a minute uh, was like uh, reality television. The idea is not that you go from negative Sally as a bad influence in your life and you go to the bars and you hang out and you do stuff that gossip and that's destructive just for you to add somebody or add more negativity just in a different medium like television or TikTok or whatever it is your form of entertainment is right so this idea really is okay how am I removing something so that I can put something in that is going to be good for me that is going to contribute to this next evolution of who you want to be and that, that vision board my my final words on this would just be like be gentle be gentle with yourself be gentle with the people around you your attention is not to hurt people and it is easy to become very defensive in situations like this and to kind of point fingers or to blame or to to really try to use them at first as the reason why you can't change and then you point fingers instead of just making it about you initially and so when you have this process if there is a blow up if there is hard emotions that's okay too like it really is and it's going to depend but there is an easy path with this which does go more of this I'm focusing on me and my goals and I'm being selfish but coming from a kind place instead of I'm being selfish and I'm going to be a bitch to you and I'm just you're not good enough for me any longer because that's not really the case all right when it's their choice I keep wanting to say like this one really sucks again I, I as soon as the, those words want to come out of my mouth I remember how difficult it was to put space in relationships and to, to experience those letdowns as well I think this is probably because this is more of a present time thing for me, uh, which is why it feels like it might suck a little bit more than those other ones because I haven't had to make the choice to cut out friends in a while. But when it when when somebody else is making the choice, man, it's like it's a little painful and it stings. And at first, you kind of kind of start to ask yourself, well, what did I do wrong? And you kind of want to hash it out. Uh, and my rule of thumb is in all situations no matter what the scenario is I need to know that Natalie Workman handled this with the best information and with trying to figure it out so that a relationship in a year or five years or ten years from now could be 
reinstilled. I want to take accountability for anything that I've done wrong. I want to accept what that looks like. I want to try to course correct that to the extent that I can. And in order to do that, you have to be very self-aware and in the process of losing some people fairly recently. I did ask Brandon, Brandon and I had a whole conversation because it wasn't just me, it was both of us. Uh, you know, like what, what did we do wrong? Like what can we cop to without the other parties telling us like, okay, where, when we look back and we say, okay, this could have been the thing, this could have been the thing, and I can kind of understand why this might be the thing. So that you're at least providing some sort of framework and not just thinking, oh, this other person is changing or this other person is, is victimizing me because it takes two. There's likely something that you did um, or that you could have done. You could have been a better influence. There's always something there. The second piece of this for me is regardless of what happens and what the cause was, it is up to you in the it takes to to be the bigger person. Now, this doesn't mean to go pining after the person and to say you're sorry and to do everything that you possibly can in order to fix something that might be broken, because it, it could be broken and it could take time to mend it. However, at the end of the day, like pick up the freaking phone and do whatever it is that you think you need to do in order to understand what happened and to try to reset it. You do not just get to choose to not talk to the person, to stonewall them, do not try to play fucking games with the person. It's like, this is a friendship, this is a person in my life, I need to make a phone call, I need to see you in person. Ideally, I would like to make some attempt in order for us to be able to work this out. Now. It is on the other person if they choose to accept that phone call, if they're willing to accept that meeting, and if they want to fight for it the way that you do. If they choose not to, this is not where you continue to go back and show persistence. If they're not answering, that's okay. It's like, it's kind of hard to say that, right? Because you're like, wait a second, what about all this Cardone University training where you're like, keep going and keep selling and keep trying and Grant talking about pursuing Elena for 13 months with a phone call every month. Well, the phone call every month m might be a good thing. Like maybe you could make a phone call every month. Hey, I was just thinking about you. I know we haven't talked for two months now. It's really hurt my feelings that this relationship has transpired in this way. And I just wanna make sure that you know that the door is always open. You could make that phone call once a month. However, at some point in time, if they continue to just not want that, and depending on if this, you know, is a really personal like family relationship or if this is just a friend, somebody who is there to support you. At some point, if they're not actually supporting you and that support is never going to come back and you didn't do anything wrong that you aren't able to fully rectify, you just got to let it go. And in the let go process, this is where, um, you know, my advice kind of turned a little bit because when somebody chooses not to be friends with me any longer. It actually turns into like this motivation. Like I use every single thing that I can in my life in order to make myself better. And so if somebody that I valued said, I no longer value you and your contribution that you make into my life, in little tiny moments, I'm going to, when I want to quit at something, when I want to not wake up early, when I want to, change but I'm feeling like I'm, I'm a little lazy in that moment I'm like oh yeah what about that person that didn't think that you were valuable enough to them in order to keep them in your life 
You should do it because you are adding value to yourself and that is the type of person that every person should want to spend time around. It, it always comes back to me, it's never like I'm sticking it to them, but I use, I convert that pain, I convert that loss into how can I propel myself forward in this moment? And I think if you're able to make that pivot as quickly as possible, like you, you don't want it to be a year and a half later that you're angry and you're upset and you're emotional and you're telling all these people like no one is ever even going to know if Brandon and I experience a loss you will never know I will not talk to you about it it's not going to be a topic of conversation because it's something that I'm handling uh but I will be moving on and I will be using it as quickly as it happens I will process it my wheels will spin and then I'm going to convert it into something that I can actually do something with because if somebody is making that decision towards you there's nothing else that you can do that isn't a victim mentality or a drainer mentality or acting like I'm going to be negative and go spread gossip. Like that's equally not what you go do. You do not go tell your mom and your friends and everybody in the community and go try to be negative towards them and get people and campaign to have them be exiled. Like you just handle your shit like a grown up. And it's taken me a little while to figure out how to handle my shit like a grown-up. Uh, but experience, life experience at 28 years old has proven that, you know, handling things like a grown-up actually makes me feel good about myself. When I don't do the negative thing and I don't, like, succumb to that little tiny thing that every one of us has where you're like, oh, but I could just, like, mm, like get him right in the rib. Don't do it. Like, I go to bed at night thinking, I did the right thing today. I didn't. I didn't create negativity. I didn't have somebody else thinking poorly of me because I created negativity. Like I did the right thing. In all situations, that's what I strive that's what I strive to do. I ask myself that constantly, like probably on a daily basis, especially when something like this is happening in my life. Which leads me to my last point, which is you cannot dwell on it and you have to move on. You just do. And when you use something initially, back to the previous step, it can feel like you give it power at first. The idea isn't for it to just give you power and turn into this negative thing that you then start to obsess over. It's like, don't dwell on it. Recognize that you can bring new people into your life. Be appreciative of the person that you are becoming because you're making the right decisions. But if you're not liking the person that you're becoming because of the situation, you're losing and no one wants to lose. Like you want to add value to yourself and you want to be able to be a person that can have incredible dynamic relationships with people that are positive and that are fruitful and that come from a place of growth and excitement and striving towards the future. You will never become that person, even to the people around you that didn't leave. You're never gonna become that if you're always focused on the person that left. Brian and I have had, again, as I said, a fair share of people who just are no longer in our lives for a handful of reasons. And it's always so interesting to us when you go back and you like mend that relationship. If both parties are now in a totally new place where they've really moved on and could start up a friendship five or 10 years later versus the people who are still stuck in the past. And the greatest gift that you can give yourself is your ability to future cast of who your next self is, who that chapter two or that chapter eight or that next volume really is because then when you get back to that place, 
like yeah it was painful there's this guy i his brother still listened to still is around this so i'm hoping this doesn't turn into a clip because this person would know who they are um this guy when i was a junior in high school he was my best freaking friend like literally my best friend at the time i had two best friends um one was a girl and one was a guy and the guy I think he might have had a crush on me. I can't even believe I'm saying this on a podcast right now because this is totally going to get back, but fuck it. Um, this guy had a, I think he had a crush on me. I don't know. I still would never talk to me. He still is not talking to me to this day. But I went from hanging out at his house, doing our homework on a Wednesday evening. I decided to move forward with a relationship with somebody else. A guy asked me out and I said yes, like later that Wednesday evening. And I got a phone call from the friend saying after that whole thing came up i got a phone call from the friend saying i'm not gonna be your friend anymore and we have not spoken a word since like not a word went from hanging out his house every day knowing like everything about me to he refused to talk to me ever again still don't know what it was was it that he was jealous was it that he was just over me i don't know i didn't even think at the time he liked me but that's like the only theory i could come up with for why he just like at that peculiar peculiar timing of me deciding to date this other guy but anyway today 10 years later that moment if i was to see him I have moved so far beyond that point in my life to where I could have that conversation and be like, what the frick? Like, that sucked. Why did you do that? And we could laugh and we could joke about it. I want to get that way with every single person. And I want the same thing for you, where the emotion has moved off because you are such a different person by the time that opportunity comes back around. And I have this theory about life. It's not like foundation foundational in anything or it's not like part of some you know I don't know like writings anywhere but I just really believe that things will always come back around like everything in my life every moment like that besides this guy actually there's two people in my life that this hasn't come back around every other situation has always come back around and I'm content with it and I can pick up where we left off and it feels like old times but I'm really freaking happy with who I am and how I show up because of the way I handle it. And this is my guide for how I've handled these things. And and my greatest hope for you is that as you think about not just who you are today, but who you are in 10 years from now, who you are in 20 years from now, who you are in 30 years from now, that you just never do anything that would totally prevent somebody from coming back into your life because you were so terrible in that time frame. Like, don't, don't do that. This is particularly sensitive for me, or not sensitive, but I guess it's a, it's a topic of thought in my head because we're getting married here soon. And when you get married, this weird thing happens where you're like, should I invite that person that I haven't talked to in 15 years because of space or time or whatever, but that's still an important person in my life. And I go through and you kind of look back on all of those pivotal relationships in different phases of your life and decide like, do you want to have this person come or do you not? And ideally, like, I want to have a, a wedding or a celebration of sorts every five or ten years that just brings people that I love together. And I want to feel really good about always being able to bring people back into the fold and never having big enough issues. And that space thing that I was talking about originally normally allows for that because it was me at first and then I'm re-extending an invitation in the future. So with that uh, 
and you might be asking yourself, what does this have to do with the Work Woman podcast? I think this is a really real issue for people as you grow and you go after your goals in your career. Uh, and to the extent I don't talk about how that impacts your personal life, you're gonna be like, well, wait a second, this is so great, but this area over here is horrible and it sucks. And so I wanna cover all topics that relate to if I'm gonna be the best person professionally and create opportunities financially, how does that impact me personally? And what are tools and, and tips and tricks and areas in that portion of my life that I can use to strengthen and to bring back to what you're driving to from a professional standpoint and, and create an impact. So with that, I can hardly wait to talk to you next week.